Welcome to Catching Them All, the podcast where two wildlife lovers try to see as many critters as possible. We hope you enjoy the stories we share and get just as excited about wildlife as we do. No critters were actually caught during the making of these episodes. Courtney. Hey, April. Welcome to Catching Them All. I just sent you something. Okay, I can't Please wait. Please tell me what it is. Okay, <laughs> did you just text me? Now it says delivered. Okay, it is delivered. Hang on. Meet the bat that eats each other. No, that doesn't, that's not what it says. Meet the bat that eats other bats. Did you know about this? It's vampirum. No. I did not. Literally, if you open it, it says scientists are learning more about the rarely seen spectral bat, Latin America's jaguar on the wing. Jaguar on the wing. And I honestly don't, I didn't, I was looking up squirrels. So I don't know why when I was looking up squirrels from my time in Arizona, I failed (laughs) This National Geographic article. I am curious. Yeah. How did you get here? (laughs) How did I get here? Um, Well, um, I went down this rabbit hole of, I saw, listen, Courtney, this might seem simple to most people, but to me, this is kind of exciting. Okay. I, I have a clean sweep of a group of birds. Do you want to, what do you think, what is a queen? I, this is a thing I don't think I've ever even mentioned to you. Okay, but I'm going to guess you saw every species of one type of bird. Ding, 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 ding. At least within the United States, right? So like of the United, the species of towhees that are found in the United States, I now have a clean sweep. If if catching them all really actually had anything to do with Pokemon, mm-hmm. um, I would have the collector's deck. You right? would, yeah. I would. Yeah, do, which which um, one is holographic? Which one do you know about holographic? this? Holographic. It's got to be the green-tailed Toei. Okay, okay. That one's extra so, special. Got a little star uh, on it. It's rare. Um, yeah, and so can I? Well, and so this led me to, I know we're talking about bats today. Mm-hmm. But I literally only found this Nat Geo article because I was looking up things about the Abert's Toey, which finalized my collect like my my collector's <laughs> cards. Yeah. Um for Toeys that reside in the United States. And I got that in Arizona recently. Ah. Um, and then I was like, who the who the F is Abert? Right. So I was like going down this rabbit hole. And then I was like, what? There's a squirrel named after Abert too. So, okay. Abert squirrel. And then like looking up Abert squirrel, <laughs> this came up. And so I haven't read 
the full article, <laughs> um, truth be told, because Nat Geo has um, a paywall. It's mean to you. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was like reading it and it's like, enter your email to keep reading. And I'm like, I've done this before, but it still doesn't let you read like three articles a month or something. It does not. And come on, Nat Geo. We're all about what you have to give, but some of us are poor. I know. Education so, is for everyone. Is for everyone. So maybe I will never know what the Ebert <laughs> squirrel has to do with this bat that eats other bats. You know what? Not until next month when they let you renew your three free articles. Not Geo oh, subscription. You're absolutely right. Oh. Um, so... I'm hoping that before we dive into the wonderful world of bats, I can kind of go through the April Harper history of towies of, I want to say North America, which I guess it still is. But sometimes when you see pictures, I know I'm geographically challenged. Sometimes <laughs> when you see pictures of North America, it includes Mexico, and sometimes it doesn't. Courtney... Settle this once and for all. Is Mexico a part of North America or is it a part <laughs> oh, no, of Central America? Oh, no, I feel America? so on the spot. <laughs> I think Mexico's part of North America. Don't uh, come at uh, me, any uh, geographist. I don't know. This is why we need National <laughs> Geographic. <laughs> That's so funny. Because um, there are definitely towies that... Um, can be found. I was actually even kind of looking up to be like, oh, I wonder if... Courtney will see some cool toeies when I she hope so. goes. Because you're going to go to Costa Rica and... Panama. And Panama. Mm -hmm. So this is saying if we can just do a quick um, quick dive. So a towhee, T-O-W-H-E-E, -E, are actually in the sparrow family, right? So like oh, okay. to me, they are chunkier than what you typically think of as a sparrow, but they're, yeah, they're the bigger family. They're yes, larger. Yeah. They are. And they typically are distinguished by having longer tails than most of the whole other family. So mm -hmm. the next time you're like looking at a towie or Google it so that you know to look for a towie, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and then you Google a sparrow, you'll be like, okay, yeah, yeah, a towie has a longer tail than like yeah. all the other sparrows. Um, here are a couple that are really just found in Mexico and Central America. And I was also looking, so um, where I visited and where a lot of us Americans visit, um, we aren't, I, I was about to put us all in this stereotypical box of people that like <laughs> Americans typically visit Cancun. And that's probably not true. But maybe it is. Maybe I think that for a reason. I don't know. It's like a, yeah, it's a big tourist destination. It's a big tourist destination. A lot of these cute towies, like, oh my gosh. Um, like this one is called the Prevost, which there's a squirrel named after that guy too, FYI. Prevost ground sparrow. Um, it's a sparrow. It's saying sparrow, but it's technically a towie, which hmm. why? Don't do Which is a me. sparrow. It's like it's like a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle oh, is not a square. My heart. Um, <laughs> but that's Central America and Mexico. And then there's a rusty crowned ground sparrow. Again, 
same thing, y'all. I'm not going to keep saying it. Mexico, and then white-eared ground sparrow, Mexico, Central America. Um, and then there's a collared towhee, which is Mexico. But all of these ones in Mexico are in, like, the Chiapa, Chiapas. Am I saying that right? Chiapas hmm. and, like, Oaxaca right. um, okay. regions, right? And, like, mm-hmm. these little pockets. They're mm-hmm. not, like, that dense. So just a shout out. It's not like they're, like, all over the place in Mexico. If, mm-hmm. if you are a American, North us united states wow i'm tired um <laughs> and you, you're used to the eastern towhee then mm-hmm. you're like wow that thing is everywhere and like that's not the case for these cute little um friends from mexico so mm-hmm. I, i'm putting those in a box that i still mm-hmm. would like to i like to see but i'm gonna stick to united states i'm excited i have seen six towhees congratulations so- what a feat thank good job you. thank Bravo. you here's some little pitter patters for you I don't think Thank you. Um, just just to share. So I took ornithology back in 2009, which was when I realized I was seeing Eastern Toeys. Mm-hmm. And I would like to also share that at that time in 2009, when I first recognized an Eastern Toey, it was just being, it had just been split from the, it was called the Rufus Toey. Rufus sided towy, and it included the spotted towy of the West. Right? Aww. Interesting. So, so now too, mm-hmm. I saw my first spotted towy in the San Bernardino Mountains of California on February first of two thousand eighteen. <laughs> this is my memory lane, y'all. We're walking that down is... memory lane. Wait, is this on your eBird? Is this how you know? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I don't know. I was like, maybe she marked this on a calendar and like does a little <laughs> celebration every year. I actually, I have a notebook too, where I like, I it's mm-hmm. it's digital and like a journal. Yeah, that's cute, April. That's that's real cute. We could we could totally have oh, a conversation about like the people who keep lists of the animals they've seen and the people that don't. The people have mental lists. The people that have I have lists of things that I've like had an okay look at but I don't want to physically write it down because I'm waiting Mm -hmm. for like my best look at it right (laughs) um because I'm a weirdo um but let's keep on this journey let's keep on because the spotted towhee does look a lot like the eastern towhee but DNA has told us it is different um I want to show you this next one I'm gonna send you a text and then when you get it just please tell us what tell us me and the listeners, what you see. I'm excited. Oh, okay. Well, this is a really convoluted map, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one of the range maps options, um, which we will post, of the spotted towhee, which includes, uh-huh. like, all its subspecies. Okay. It's confusing and looking. This is like it, not good for my brain. It's, it's like, how many arrows do you see? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, okay. It's a map of North America. We're including Mexico in this description of North America. Um, okay. There's like green in mm-hmm. 
a lot of the Western states, but then there's like kind of purple surrounding that and there's some orange up top of that. But then the confusing thing is there are like all these blue and red lines everywhere. And then there are all these labels in different colors and some of them have arrows pointing to random things and it's really confusing and I hate it. It's the worst. I was like <laughs> doing just the tiniest bit of like, I don't even want to call it research, but just like perusing, right? And like, oh, let me yeah. look at these. My, let me look at my collector's cards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that one showed up and I was like, oh, ee, oh. <laughs> get that um, out of here. Get it out of here. The spotted toey. <laughs> Um, lovely. And then, so if we go to, um, 2013, so we're going back in time a little bit at the big Morongo Canyon Preserve saw my first California toey on December 20th of 2013. That's a little Christmas present for you. It was a little Christmas present. It was delightful. (laughs) Um, and they're all just cute guys. I don't, I'm not going to take too much time to describe all of them. Um, cause the Eastern and spotted toey are those gorgeous, like vibrant, um, like blacks and whites and Rufus mm-hmm. colors. The California toey is a little bit more, um, it's pretty drab because it lives in the desert and ergo it needs to blend in with desert life. So it's got like a little bit of like orangish red on its face. Um, and then, okay, in November of 2021, I'm out of chronological order. So November 30th, 2021, we mm-hmm. went to visit, James and I, we went to visit his mom. And at Juniper Breaks Campground in Pueblo, I saw a canyon toey. <laughs> just checking them off the list. Were, I was like, were you like, I could just see you with your little hands like, rubbing like ooh, i'm getting so close to seeing them all i really was (laughs) i really was like evil Um, villain style (laughs) so funny which another fun fact um i think it was in the 2000s i think it was um the canyon towie and the california towie also used to be one towie so So this is another one that DNA was like, whoop, splitsies. Um, Mm -hmm. Now there will be two. Poof. Um, (laughs) All right. So one of the trickier ones to try to see is the green-tailed toey. This is a special toey, y'all. It is really cute. It's mostly gray, has a white throat. Like most of our Eastern Toeys, which not all Eastern Toeys have red eyes, but the majority of them do. Mm-hmm. Um, these green tail Toeys have red eyes. They have a Rufus cap. <gasps> they have precious. Are you looking at it? Oh! I just looked up a picture. It's so cute. It's so Aww. cute. Um, oh, my Courtney, gosh. It is the smallest of all the Toeys. It looks really small. It's the smallest. Um, it's also the only truly migratory toey. Oh, you know what? It looks a little bit, you can, you can be like, no, it doesn't, <laughs> but it looks a little bit like an oven bird to me, like shape wise. Mm. Um, and it's got the little like red cap that kind of sticks up sometimes. Anyway, like I said, I... you're, you're a, you're a more 
You're a more birder than I am. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do have the collector's cards. So. You have the collector's um... deck now, so. <laughs> um, so that's cool. Like, they're really, cool. um, there are a couple of spots in um, New Mexico and Arizona and California where these, the green-tailed towies might be all year-round. Um but I think they're they're one of the trickier ones to find, even if you can make it out west. I mm-hmm. saw my green-tailed towhee at Sky Meadows State Park in Virginia. Oh. Because in January of 2021, this little pumpkin got lost. Mm-hmm. And and so I went three times from <laughs> Richmond to Sky Meadows State Park trying to see this thing toey for context how far is that for context just like how far is that? it's it's far it's like two hours right it's at least two hours yes minimum on, yeah on 17 which is just like a monotonous road uh-huh. to be on for yeah. a terrible amount of time mm-hmm. i mean it's the two of the worst ones 95 and then 17 and it's just like, agreed ah. um yeah. <laughs> so I then I saw it and it was precious and I just hope that it it ended up alive somewhere reproducing and not just yeah. dead because it got so lost. That's all my hope for this cute little pumpkin. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. And then to wrap it all up, thank you to scholarship funding sending me <laughs> to EE conferences in Southeast Arizona because in Tucson I got... My final card, <laughs> Abert's Toey, Abert's Toey, nice. um, which spiraled this whole thing with the bat. And here we are. And I just wanted to share one last thing. They were once threatened due to over parasitism, right? So like there's <gasps> normal like brood parasitism. Oh, that was a twist. I thought you were going to say, um, like, deforestation or habitat loss, you know? Right. Well, okay. Habitat loss is the second one. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> I was just excited it was something different. <laughs> I mean, it was a combination, but, like, I think they had to yeah. manage the cowbirds um, from mm-hmm. what it seems. But they have successfully bounced back. Now they're least concerned again. Um, this says that they're still, like, sparse. Listen, this was my glory moment. Um mm-hmm. I was only in Arizona for a week, and I did go birding with um, another gal, Sarah, a lot. But she she doesn't really bird. She just used um, her Merlin app. Mm-hmm. And by the end of this trip, and this is when I heard them, like, everywhere. So I'm like, they're clearly doing fine. But by the mm-hmm. end of this trip, she said, wow, you're better than the Merlin app. <laughs> and I was like, that was it. I was just like, can I get that on a sticker? I need a badge. She was like, every time I pull up the Merv- Merlin app sound ID, you beat the app to identifying the calls. You are Merlin now. Thank you. I am Merlin. April is Merlin, so I will call you Merlin for the rest of the episode. Yes. Okay. That's all I've ever wanted. Um, I'm, I can die. I'm fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so anyways they're cute they um are as a toey are known collectively 
as a teapot of Toei. No, they're not. Shut up. Stop it. Yes. It's too yes. cute. No, no, yes. No, no. <laughs> okay. That's all I got. I just very excited. Um. Well, I I saw my first female Eastern Toei earlier this year, and it was so beautiful. Ugh. Um, I had seen plenty of males, and I guess maybe I just didn't notice because there are so many brown birds, you know? Yeah, that's um, fair. But this one, I just saw her, like, perched on a fence post, like, between our house and our neighbor's yard. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what is that bird? It's so pretty. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a female toey. But <laughs> it's got, like, a white breast or kind of more of a belly because the head is brown and that kind of like runs down into the breast yeah. but it's got like really stark lines is like kind of one of the cool things about it I think yeah um mm-hmm. and one of the things I was reading okay so yes very like very stark lines so a lot of these desert toeys though are they're all pretty um pretty drab I mean they're beautiful in their own way mm-hmm. but they're kind of drab in comparison to the eastern and spotted toeys <gasps> I also mm-hmm. read, and I, like, I think we only know, like, I say we, scientists are only using, like, fossil records, but, like, based on fossil records, they figured out that there is, there was a Bermuda toey that is now extinct. Mm. Uh-huh. Anyways, that's, that's, that's all I got. Yeah. That's all I got. Not rad that it's extinct, but that's really cool. Um <laughs> <laughs> but like also I don't know she was just so pretty because the um it, she was like very brown like light brown on top but then there's like this really dark kind of like rusty red color under the wing and it's just yeah. beautiful she reminded me of like a caramel or something like a like a cowtail caramel you know just like the colors were were so nice I don't know yeah. she was gorgeous I was just kind of blown yeah. away. And I love seeing things like that, that it's like, this is pretty common, but I don't know. They're stark. I've never seen it. Yeah. And it's just, it was really pretty. So I really enjoyed that. The Eastern Toey by far has the best call. Um, that mm-hmm. drink your tea, which hints, I guess, teapot, but precious. Oh, um, yeah. I can't. Um just so adorable. And then I was reading that like the spotted toey is less likely to fly away from danger and more likely to scurry under the brush like a mouse. And I'm like, oh, that's <gasps> also precious. That's so cute. Oh. So everything about them is cute. Indeed. That's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say real quick, I have a very adorable animal in this room with me. Her name is Sadie <gasps> Grace and she's my beagle. I and I... I'm leaving on Saturday for Panama, and I could not put her in her crate. I just couldn't do it. So she's sitting in here with me. Um, She likes to sleep. It's one of her favorite hobbies. So if you hear her snoring, sorry. But also not. Just know that I'm sitting in here with this adorable dog. She is really precious, and she makes, like, the perfect beagle donut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She makes a really good donut. She's Um, really good at the donut. Yeah. Yeah, just rocking out. And my dogs would never. Yeah. My dogs would, like, be breathing and staring on me the whole time. They would be, Sparrow might make a donut, but Brody would just be, like, <laughs> and, like, his little eyebrows just going back and forth, like, mm-hmm. I can't sleep, Mom, while you're not sleeping. Like, that's not allowed. Um, so, yeah. Well, um, we talked about some of our 
fun summer activities um, a couple episodes ago. And I think I already talked about a little bit. Um, I went to several zoos and aquariums and different zoological institutions. Um, and one place that I went was the National Aviary and um, I, in Pittsburgh. And then I also went to the Cincinnati Zoo. And two of the animals that I was just like really blown away by were bats. And so at the National Aviary, there were some mega bats there. Do you know anything about oh. mega bats, April? Um, I know that they're not microscopic in size. <laughs> um, I feel, listen, um, do you remember for that brief moment when I thought I was going to move to Guam um, and spend a year <laughs> trying to study the Mariana Crow? <gasps> do you I do. This? I do. Um, Megabats yeah. were one of the perks. That would have been one of the perks had oh, they decided man. I was going to get that job. Um, oh. So I did at least look up a little bit about megabats. Um, <gasps> and when I say that, just that there is a megabat species that was going to live in Guam. And I was just getting uh -huh. really hype about that. Yeah. That's all. Um, I mean, to be honest, I didn't do any research about megabats. But they're cool. really cool. <laughs> they're big. Um, that is one really fact. Big. They are big. And I think, mm -hmm. the, are they all fruit bats? All of our mega bats are fruit bats? Is I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's I think I that's think. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. The super family is like pteropodoidea. Pteropodoidea, which is a it's fun word. It's pronounced pterodactyl. Okay, okay, cool. That's I, I accept. <laughs> Done. Might as well be. Why not? <laughs> cool. <laughs> Glad um, we settled that. <laughs> so yeah, bats are in the order um Chioptera. Mm -hmm. Um and then the, so mega bats are, I think are mega Chioptera, I believe. Um sure. but if you think of like flying foxes, that is a mega bat. Mega Megabats. So there are megabats, but there are also microbats, and microbats are microchioptera. And one type of microbat that I was just completely fascinated by at the Cincinnati Zoo. What were they, April? What were they? They were <gasps> from Transylvania. Ooh. The, the vampire Ooh. bat. Yes. This is me with my brand vampire teeth <laughs> where there are no vampire bats in it actual was... <laughs> Transylvania. Yeah, there are none. But I could potentially see vampire <laughs> bats when I go to Panama. Oh! Yay! Do you have a wish list already? Like of like... Of animals? Here's a specific... Well, yes, of course you have. <laughs> you cannot leave us today without your wish list. But I was just mm. curious... Um. Do you already have the list of like, here are the particular species of vampire bat? That, oh, gosh. No. Because no. no. I don't even know. Are you going to tell us how many species of vampire bat there are, period? So there are more than 1,300 species of bats worldwide. 
Okay, I thought you were about to no, say no, more no, than no, 1,300 no. species of vampire bats, and I was about to lose my shit. I was like, no. where have I been? I'm living under a rock. <laughs> um, in the U.S., there are 50 species of bats, and um, we don't have any vampire bats here. Most of our bats eat insects in the U.S., um, but there are three species of vampire bats. Okay. Okay. That tracks. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So um, just a little bit about bats. They, like we said, they're in the order Chioptera, which means hand wing, which I thought Yay! was cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're the only flying mammal, of course. Of um, course. And then all bats roost upside down and kind of like fall into flight. So I thought that was something that was really cool. That is cool. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly enjoy the creatures that are adapted to just like Geronimo. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, like there's something more impressive about like the evolution of the faith-based jump mm-hmm. than, or like release then, like, I'm going to flap and try, and eventually I will go, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, you're so close to the ground. Like, it's a safety net. Yeah. Whereas this is just, like, how many... In the evolution of the bat, how many do you think splatted before we actually made it <laughs> to a species that could take off? Yeah, and do you think they just, like, stood there and watched their friends, like, splat? <laughs> and they were like, well, let's do it. <laughs> or, like, or, like... Well, Bob, not today. Not today, not buddy. Today. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what those animals became. They were just like, nah, we're not doing this. <laughs> um, well, something else cool about bats, so um, particularly like frugivore bats, so bats that eat fruits, um, mm-hmm. replant forest and they pollinate and they spread seeds. Yay. So they're really, really important. Um, and bats, of course, also use echolocation. To eat insects. Um, But our vampire bats, our three species of vampire bats, live in northern South America and Central America. Mm -hmm. They are the only Mm -hmm. mammal to fully rely on blood as a food source. Bonkers. Bonkers. They eat about a tablespoon a night, which doesn't seem like a lot, but if there are a lot of vampire bats, that could be a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess it would be a lot if you were a small creature. Yeah, if you're a small creature. This was the fact that both of us, because I watched a video about vampire bats. <gasps> oh, yes, like, yes. And I was like, yes, you must great watch video. This. Great video. Yeah, we'll put it in the notes. But April and I were both blown away by the fact that vampire bats can run. Yes. And it's crazy oh, looking. My- God. Oh, it's so crazy looking. My mind exploded. Yeah. My mind exploded. I mean, and listen, we just, um, our last episode was kind of focused on like spider webs and spiders aren't creepy. Let's not over sensationalize. And, you know, I don't, listen, listen, the way that a vampire bat runs on the ground is somewhat creepy it's really crazy (laughs) we're not used to it right so we're not used to seeing something that has like hand wings like like, what would you even call that like galloping almost or like i don't know they're getting it 
It is the most, this, listen, whoever, do you remember the cartoon Gargoyles? Oh, absolutely. Okay, I love you. Um, (laughs) Of course um, I do. (laughs) This, I'm like, someone, someone first, before sketching out Gargoyles, witnessed a vampire bat run. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. I'm leaving yeah. it there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So look it up, everyone. It's <laughs> crazy. Um, they can also hop, apparently. Oh, not that. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. I like a a little hopping. I guess if you think about it, if they're like, so they can also walk. You know, they can walk, hop, mm-hmm. and run. Um, but if you think about it, like once they get up to their prey, they're gonna have to get on it somehow. So just imagine them like yeah. running up and then doing a little hop. Um, yes and possibly um jumping doing the little hop to like not get stepped on or mm-hmm. kicked or you know yeah. all the critters that probably don't want their blood drink yeah <laughs> um, i was going through the the thought process i do this every time i'm like is it drink drunk drunken drunk drink <laughs> I think you and I are both tired also now. <laughs> oh, um, I really have no reason to be. I have been a loaf. Mm-hmm. I have not done much. Um, I did have a migraine over the weekend, but mm-hmm. I really feel like I can't use that as an excuse for my delayed brain fog four <laughs> days out from the migraine. So this you know what? is just how I am now. I don't know. <laughs> It permanently transformed her brain. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, populations were in check for vampire bats until 1493. Why do we think populations were in check until 1493? What big event happened in 1492? (sighs) He shall, who shall not be named sailed the ocean blue. There you go. So mm-hmm. Voldemort, sorry, Columbus sailed the ocean <laughs> blue in 1492. Yeah. And not only did he bring humans, but he brought over livestock and lots of other things. Not just Columbus, but, you know, that's when um, I mean, Western expansion really kind of exploded at that point. Um, Vomit. Our, our existence is just bliss. Listen, <laughs> y'all, I'm sorry. I don't actually think that totally. I'm in a mood. I'm so glad you exist, you, the listener. They I thought you were talking directly to me, words. but <laughs> also our <laughs> listeners. Um, they just didn't think things through. No. They were very self-absorbed human beings. That's yeah. all. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to leave it at that. That's not all, but we're going to leave it at that because this is a podcast about critters and we're talking bats. Yeah, we're talking bats and we love bats and we love critters. So, um, so yeah, but at that point, because so much livestock was being brought over because all these Europeans were like, oh yeah, let's just like settle this area and let's farm and, you know, just destroy everything. Um, so they destroyed jungles, right? So they like cut down oh, jungles yeah. and replaced them with pastures and herds of large mammals. This made vampire bat populations completely explode. And this is still an issue now. Um, 
because, you know, in the past they would feast on things like tapirs and, you know, other large mammals that would typically live in that environment. Um, but yeah, they're just like, sweet. We've got this like awesome buffet of like all these animals just completely in these pastures. So, yeah. And there were also, let's think, right? Well, one, I feel like the tapirs gestation period, I feel like we talked about this, is mm-hmm. super long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's super long. And then let's also reflect back like of this whole cycle, because not only did we bring livestock, but we also annihilated apex predators. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, just completely trying to change ecosystems to fit our needs, but of course, causing huge, huge, huge problems in the meantime. Mayhem. Mayhem. Jungle mayhem. So, yeah, um, vampire bats have canines that can, like, cut away fur and feathers, and they have, like, you know, sharp front teeth. And so what vampire bats actually do is they make, like, these really quick incisions with their super sharp teeth, and then they actually <laughs> lick up the blood. And I will say, this is one thing that is super creepy looking. Like, <laughs> if you look mm-hmm. up a video of it, <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's like... You know, I think we always think of, like, vampire bats, like, sucking your blood. But no, no, no. They cut you and they just, like, lap it up like a little doggy. And it's oh kind of creepy. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. But, of course, like, you know, these are these are problems, right? Because bats carry rabies, um, particularly when they're, like, huge populations of bats like this. So they are you know, spreading rabies to all these farm animals and also giving rabies to people. So Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people, particularly farmers in Central America, want to completely exterminate them. Um, And I thought it was interesting that they actually don't really serve an ecological role at this point in time. I'm so I'm usually team. Listen, I try to put on my actual like ecology hat but most of the time I'm biased I'm pretty team whatever the animal is Mm -hmm. I don't like that and I'm gonna admit my bias that I'm like I would rather just protect the animal for the sake of protecting the animal half the time yeah tell me more about this perceived non-purpose yeah um Well, yeah. And so I think there have been studies done where to try to figure out like what role is this animal playing? Because they are sucking on blood of creatures. Nothing is really feeding on them. They're not, um, they're not like pollinating anything. Right. So they're not really like serving a role in the environment. Right. Mm. Um, so the argument, a lot of people just want to completely exterminate them. Which I agree with you, April, of course. We love these animals. As creepy as they are. (laughs) As creepy as they are. um, In the video, they talked to this man who studies them in Panama. And he's like, I work with these bats all the time. And they snuggle. They cuddle. They like, they just have an inherent purpose of just being here, you know? Yeah. And I just think that's really cool. Um. But yeah, vampire bats are really, really awesome. The exhibit at the Cincinnati Zoo, if you go into like the nocturnal animal exhibit, like habitat area, it's almost completely dark. And all of the little enclosures have just like 
very like like dim lighting so that you can kind of mm -hmm. see into the habitat but um, yeah. but it's not going to be harmful to the animal's eyes and a lot of the animals were just kind of like chilling hanging back but the vampire bats were just like <laughs> like flying around everywhere in their enclosure oh my gosh. and it was so cool it was awesome i thought i took a video and i looked and i didn't i guess i failed but that's um, hilarious <laughs> it was probably too dark in there anyway but it, yeah. it's pretty awesome really cool if you get the chance to go to the cincinnati zoo highly recommend checking out the vampire bat exhibit we tried so when james and i went into that um cenote and like um the cavern that we mm -hmm. went into. So um, one, I, I have to say, like we got so lucky that we found a guide and a place where like the owners of the land will like, you will let people like pay to come and access their cenote, but they mm -hmm. really, they monitor it really well. Like they're like, we're absolutely not going to degradate the land for yeah. the sake of monetizing off this, which is a lot what a lot of people do. They end up like just yeah, loads of people. Um, we try to take videos of the cute little bats that we mm. saw in these caves. Oh my gosh. So let me just describe it to you. Um, because it was dark and nothing worked. Um, right, like so we're in, I think I talked about this, right? We're in the cave. We're wading through, right? So it's an underground river. And we're wading through about waist deep, um, probably below your hips for you, if it's like waist <laughs> deep for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, really cold water. I mean, the water was chilly, right? Which was mm -hmm. such a relief um, in that hot Mexico summer. Um, and so we're going through and we have our little flashlights, our little waterproof flashlights. And then we look up and in this tiny, cute hole in the cave were like these three little bats just like what, what? and they're like little nosies are moving and they're kind of like <gasps> and our guide Aww. was so great he was just like all right so we found bats take the flashlight away all right we're gonna put the flashlight back we're gonna count to three and then we're gonna move on and i was like i love you you're yeah. the greatest this Aww. is wonderful so we did that we we looked at the bats, we watched these cute little cuddly bats, and then we walked away. Aww. Um, and it was amazing. Oh, yeah. So cool. That is so cool. That's really cool. And that's awesome that you found a guide that is that conscious of how, you know, you could be affecting those critters. That's really, really cool. Yeah. It was, it was, a, and that was the only time that I've ever experienced, um, actually seeing bats that were currently roosting, right? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Have you ever seen roosting bats? Mm-mm. No. I mean, no, no. I'm not going to say that I have. I've seen a couple on, like, the sides of, like, buildings and things, but no, I have uh, not been to, like, a cave yes. and seen them all in their little... Or even roosting in a tree you no. know like in a wild setting because i would yeah. say i have similarly i think i have seen a bat clinging to the side of someone's house right i know yeah. people get them in their homes and they're probably mm -hmm. like well i have and blah 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 oh but in the wild yeah wonderful yeah. um 
it to me that was magical. And this goes into my list thing. I'm gonna come back yeah. to list and collectors cards. <laughs> are uh-huh. listen, <laughs> listen. Um, bats are a trouble category for me because it's really hard to want to add a bat species to my list mm-hmm. when I would have to rely on like a tool, mm, like yeah. um, like the, the the echo meter right. to then tell me what it thinks we're most likely like what it most likely is right right? like rarely a hundred percent and it's just not the same as like getting to and without having to manhandle right like i wonder how how many species of bats do you actually need to hold in your hands to like look at an id you know right yeah this yeah, is a I don't challenging know. collector's item. It really, really is. And yeah, bats are definitely not something that I feel competent at all. Even just looking at pictures. I mean, I think it would take a lot to know them well enough to be able to be like, oh yeah, this one is this, this one is this, this one is this. Yeah. Um, they're all little <laughs> and they're all <laughs> a different shade of brown. <laughs> it, and they, they, some have varying size ears. Yes. Right. Yes. Some of them have funnier little noses than others. That is true. I uh-huh. kid you not. I was near someone. So back when I got, again, I don't want people that might be listening to think I have money on a different scholarship opportunity to go <laughs> to California. Hmm. Um, at Pinnacles, I was like hiking and I was like, oh, cool bats. Oh, I wish I knew which one. And some lady was like, oh, well, that one has bigger ears, so it's this. And I was like, you have no. Either you're a genius or you just made that up. Like, yeah. what? I'm you skeptical can, when I hear things like you that. You can see while it was flying. No. I'm like, are you the bat biologist? I'm sure there's a bat biologist out there somewhere that has spent so much time staring at bats. Yeah. That they noticed. But I'm like, I'm like that guy was fast. Yeah. What? What? Anyways, yeah, that's my well, rant. <laughs> well, real quick, back to vampire bats. Um, yes, please. We're talking about exterminating them. And one of the things that is being done to exterminate them is poison is being like, no, um, I know it's so sad. Poison is being like painted on their little bellies because oh. they like to cuddle so much. And so oh. they go and they cuddle with their friends and then they all die. And it's so, so sad. But here's the thing. It's kind of like the coyotes where they're killing certain ones, but then others are just coming in and filling that population. Right. So this is not working. (laughs) Um, This is a biological principle. Listen, I don't think my coworkers listen to my podcast, this podcast. (laughs) I was about to say my podcast, our podcast, but if you do, I have heard rumors that on FOR's property, if a copperhead is spotted, note, this is like right off the river on like mm. a conservation easement, they will transport it to a different location. And I'm like, well, that is silly because yeah, unless you do something right. to like further deter, right? Like you cannot just remove something from a population right. and not expect someone else to fill that void. Yeah. Like that's this is a principle. Sorry, this is thank. You. No, no, no. You're yes. you're exactly right. Um, and you know, just back to the video that we watched the the bat the bat guy. We'll just call him <laughs> the bat scientist. The bat guy um, was just like, yeah, I I work with them 
every day and just looking at them and how they interact with each other. Like if everybody could see them the way that I do, they would want to keep them around too. And it was just so beautiful. Such a beautiful sentiment. Yeah. I want to give them a hug. I know. That's what I felt at the end of that video is that I know. Hug. I know. I know. I know. Which, listen, I will look this up and I'll add it to the show notes. Um, because I heard, um, well, I know it was on NPR. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. Um, but it was a very specific, like, science chat. It might have mm-hmm. been Science Friday mm-hmm. um, with Ira Plato. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, I'm cracking myself up today. Um, <laughs> but they were talking about, so, like, the spread of rabies. And I don't think mm-hmm. it was, like, just vampire bats. But, like, yeah. playing into this cuddling that mm-hmm. they were working on a rabies vaccine that yeah. could be... Um, transmitted, right? Like you could find some bats, get this um, a rabies vaccine that could be, because you know, like some vaccines can be inhaled. Like we have Mm -hmm. those um, that it could be rubbed on them and then they fly back and they use the cuddling and then it vaccinates bats in the colony. And I'm like, well, that's mega cool. That's really cool. It might be for micro bats, but it's mega cool. That, ah. That is mega cool. Um, I wanted to send you something. Oh. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so creepy. So Courtney just sent me a <laughs> baby vampire demon. <laughs> Bat child found in cave. Oh. So April... I would like to introduce you to my friend, Bat Boy. <laughs> oh, Bat Boy is awful. Why is Bat Boy's mouth so big? So... Why does Bat Boy have a double chin? Why does Bat Boy have such long eyelashes? Bat Boy is a special, special boy. Um, oh, man. So, <laughs> obviously, this is not real. You know my love for creepy, strange, bad things. Um, yes. And one of those things was this magazine when we were kids called Weekly World News. Do you remember this oh, at all? Oh, man. No. Okay. I was, <laughs> I was being swayed by popular <laughs> um, things. So I was, I was looking at Spice Girls. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, so Weekly World <laughs> News was like, this newspaper magazine tabloid kind of thing. And I would beg my mom to buy it for me. Like every time we went to the store, (laughs) (laughs) but it would have like fake news stories on the front and um, like creatures a lot of times. So um, this was like this fake creature and bat boy would show up in stories like all the time. And I loved bat boy. And there was even an edition of weekly world news where it had a picture of Bat Boy like on the back and you could cut it out and it was like a mask oh. that you could wear. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, Courtney. So, I just wanted to read you the story of Bat Boy real quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm here for it. Okay. I'm here for it. All right. According to Weekly World News, scientists and reporters alike quickly learned that Bat Boy is an elusive creature who is frequently on the run. 
And because of its hybrid nature, Batboy's human morals are reportedly non-existent. In fact, Batboy has been known to be quite tricky and even managed to steal a vehicle once. Oh, Batboy. <laughs> Though he will often disappear for extended periods of time, he always resurfaces and even likes to provide his opinion on a range of social issues and political discussions. So there you go. That's Batboy. I'm just curious. Do you recall any um, any social issues that Batboy was really passionate about? <laughs> I don't, but you know what? I'm going to say Batboy was found in Hellhole Cave when he was 10 years old. So you know what? Batboy had a hard life. I'm betting he feels the same way we do about social issues. He cares about people and bats alike. That's how I feel. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right. All yeah. right. So um, is Batboy... Um, has the universe enabled him to maintain his youth or is he now <laughs> that man? Ooh, that's the question. No, 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 no. Wouldn't it be great if the two Batmans could converge, <laughs> right? Like if there was, honestly, okay, this is a major, we're going to continue to tangent. We're going to go down this hole. Yeah. I firmly firmly think that batman is the worst superhero oh like that's super interesting i okay okay no you keep going and then i'll share my opinion on this i mean listen to be super Mm -hmm. you must have a power outside Mm. of wealth okay so i'm going to agree with you to a certain extent Mm-hmm. That, like, yeah, he's not, like, a real superhero. He doesn't really have superpowers. He should um, not. But I I love Batman. The, oh. the 90s Michael Keaton Batman with Jack Nicholson as the Joker is, like, one of the best movies ever. The Adam West 1960s Batman. I already expressed my love for that in the last yes, episode. Yes, you sure have. Um, um, it's so good. <laughs> it's so great. It's so campy. Um, it's wonderful. Well, and I'm not trying to take away from cinematic joys i'm just saying he's a garbage superhero (laughs) like bat boy at least looks like he has like some interesting morphology that might give him an edge you know what this um article says explorers noted that bat boy had giant eyes and could see remarkably well in the dark see so see yeah that i'm just i'm just saying that (laughs) batman is kind of lame and bat boy sounds like he would be a more interesting superhero that's just where i'm gonna land that's just where i'm gonna land i think you know what you can you can feel how you how you feel i would love to see there is a bat boy musical actually i have not seen it um <laughs> but but yeah i would watch like a bat boy origin story movie i'd watch that absolutely i mean they made one for harry potter why not bat boy bat boy deserves more love and he really does i'm betting just that... like our vampire bat friends uh, just like our vampire bats exactly like that because he's oh. also real just like them exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so adamantly gonna be like exactly wait wait <laughs> April, do you have do you have a favorite like bat story? Other you you shared a nice little bat story about going into the 
the cenote with James. Yeah. And I will say for the record in terms of uh, keeping lists or pseudo keeping lists, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is filed away as a maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, Based on frequency and range, I do want to just point out that that was most likely a Jamaican fruit bat. Mm -hmm. Little families that were um, roosting in that um, cave. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I think really... Just some of my favorite things. Um, I love anytime, anytime it's, and you can, right? Like you, listener, and maybe another day we'll follow up with like a tree bat episode or something. Mm-hmm. We'll dive in. But like yeah. there are um, times in the evening that certain species tend to start emerging that can help mm-hmm. you to narrow down what species you might be seeing. But I yeah. love that at dusk when you can really right like when you can see like the full outline of the bat wings and you just get to see the acrobatics yeah oh my gosh i'm trying to think there was a time where was i even i don't even remember where i was i was transported but i remember deciding to sit in a parking lot Right? Like, nothing fancy Mm -hmm. at dusk. And I remember one night, I think I was in North Carolina, there were just so many bats that I sat on the curb in a parking lot Mm. and just watched the bats dance for, like, 45 minutes. Oh, that's cool. So that's what I got. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, (laughs) I thought of earlier, I was trying to think of, like, some favorite bat sightings. So I have two. So um, I sent you a video over the summer. There was some like really epic lightning one night and I was taking like slow motion videos of it. And there was was one where like this, like the lightning shows and it's like, I mean, it's just like slowly going across the screen and it's really cool. And then like from, from the, like the light of the sky, you just like see this bat like flying. And it was so that was funny. Really cool. Yeah, I was just like, oh man, this bat has so much confidence. Like I, I love this bat. This is it great. It knows. It has echolocated everything. It's like yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I know it's what's cool. up. <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. Um, and then there was this time at Maymont when <laughs> I was leading a night hike, and it was just like it was one of those nights. I mean, there were just like bats everywhere. You could hear frogs everywhere and crickets, and it was just like. It was a glorious summer night, you know, and I just remember this bat like flying so close to my head, like, like so close right in front of my head. And everyone on the hike was like, whoa, that bat almost hit you. And I had no reaction whatsoever. I was just like, yeah, that was cool. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I was just like, oh, yeah, sweet. And everyone else was like, ah, yeah, yeah, it was great. I love those. I love yeah. those moments. I mm-hmm. um because you're also like, well, actually, no, nah, it didn't almost hit me because it knows better. Yeah, it knows it doesn't want to hit me. It wants to eat insects, not me. Oh my gosh, what do you think we're doing? But stirring up insects as we go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And so just okay, because I'm obsessed. Um Right, so some of the most common bats that we would have in Virginia, Mm -hmm. um, 
I feel like that you and I, especially when we worked together at Maymont, were probably seeing mm-hmm. big brown big brown bats, mm-hmm. some red bats, mm-hmm. and some like evening bats. I feel like those are probably the most common species. Yeah, are little brown bats and big eared bats are they also pretty common around here? I don't know if they're as common. I mean, really, truth be told. I I'm going based off of what the echo meter algorithm, right? Like, Uh so the echo meter is this little device friends that you can get like a big ginormous, super expensive one that I'm sure is more accurate. Or you can get this little guy that plugs into your Android or iPhone and you download an app. And then based on like the echolocation patterns, Mm -hmm. it will say like, all right, we think it's this bat. Um, and I think I have picked up a big eared bat since I've been out here. I don't mm-hmm. have a distinct memory of getting them in the city of Richmond, but that's not to say that they aren't around. Yeah. Or I know nothing. Basically I'm saying I know nothing about bats other than that in Virginia, we have tree bats and we have cave bats and mm-hmm. I think big brown bats are very common. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, We have a state bat, which is the Virginia big-eared bat. And I did just do a fact check. The Virginia big-eared bat is one of two endangered subspecies of the Townsend's big-eared bat. Yeah. Found in Virginia, West Virginia, North Carolina, and Kentucky. Dun-dun-dun. That is the information I have. All that to say, anytime something's listed as endangered, I lean towards not as common (laughs) yes 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 yes, yes. you're like okay april thanks for mansplaining (laughs) well (sighs) you know what it's not just for me it's for our listeners and maybe there's someone out there who needed that explanation you know what sadie's sitting right here she didn't know and she's like she's like giving you the like the little head tilt like wow that's so cool Oh my gosh, sorry. Now I'm looking at pictures of big-eared bats, and they're freaking cute. They're really cute. They're freaking cute. Yes, especially when they're um, roosting in their colonies together, and they really just look like upside-down bunnies. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, There is a Meet the Virginia State Bat on the DCR website, um, and it's like a little coloring page, so... You Lovely. can color one. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I will post the coloring page. Yeah. In the show notes as well. Yeah. It's because cute. everyone should appreciate bats. It is bats cute. And amazing. you can like cut it out. It's got like the front of the bat and the back of the bat. It's pretty cute. So I have an idea. Mm-hmm. I can post some recordings of mm-hmm. echolocation patterns yeah. I collected from this past summer. And we'll put them on Instagram and maybe the blog so that people can hear the little echolocation patterns. And I'll yeah. let y'all know what species it says it thinks it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's great. Yes. Hi, April here. I could not resist but put in a little teaser of some of the recordings from... A bat monitoring session I did over the summer. This was from August 26th, and it is a echo meter recording of a big brown 
that. I hope your ears enjoy it. Isn't that precious? Okay, just super duper quick. The big brown bat or Eptisicus fuscus is a species of Vesper bat distributed widely throughout North America, the Caribbean, and the northern portion of South America. It was first described as a species in 1796. Compared to other microbats, the big brown bat is relatively large, weighing a whopping 15 to 26 grams, and possessing a wingspan of 32 to 35 centimeters. That is 12 to 14 inches for all of us in the United States. Um, that's straight from Wikipedia, y'all. Anyways, thanks for listening. Back to the podcast. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for bringing us the vampire back and going down memory memory lane. Um, I think you told me that you're leaving very, 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 very soon, I right? Am. Or you told us. Yeah. Um, what what critters are you most excited about? What do, what do you hope? Be, what are you excited to maybe see again? Yeah. That might you might have some overlap. Um, what 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 collectors cards are you hoping <gasps> to gain from this yeah. trip? Okay. I I like to set my sights pretty low just so that I'm not disappointed. <laughs> yes. Um, Good for you. I <laughs> never do that. I never. Yeah. <laughs> expectations way too high. Okay. Well, I'll give you my high expectations. So I okay. obviously need to see a sloth, right? I really want to see obviously. a sloth. Obviously. Yes. Um, howler monkeys would be great. Um, Totes. There are various species of monkeys um, that I would love to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, scarlet macaws would be amazing. Oh, yes. Um, actually one of the places that we're staying in Costa Rica is really close to a scarlet macaw or a national park that's like known for being the place to see scarlet macaws. So hoping to go there. Um, oh my gosh. I know if I could see a sea turtle, that would be incredible. Um, don't yeah. care what type I think green sea turtles nest on the Caribbean side of Costa Rica in one particular location. Um, but again, I'm not picky. Whatever. No. <laughs> um, just go. You might, like, what if you're just out swimming and you see a sea turtle? I know. I'm bringing Will my snorkel. Die? I would. Will I would just die. I would perish. I would, die. I would perish immediately. I'm bringing my snorkel. So I am hoping to do a little bit of snorkeling. It's still the rainy season, though. So I think that yeah. it's going to be quite rainy when we're down there. Mm-hmm. Um so remember when I met the Nat Geo guy on the boat, mm-hmm. his greatest advice, and you may have already listened to this. He was like, listen, if you go to a tropical place in a rainy season, because I was talking about Ecuador mm-hmm. and my hopes of traveling there, he was like, do not bother with rain gear. <laughs> uh-huh. It's a waste. Okay. It's a waste. Yeah. He was like get a poncho. Yeah. And you will be dry. Yeah. That's his advice. Yeah. I actually, um, yeah, I need to get a poncho. I actually bought some of the stuff that you like spray on your clothes to keep like waterproof, you know, but I do want to get a poncho to put over my backpack 
myself mm-hmm. in my backpack because I need to keep mm-hmm. my stuff dry. Um, Indeed. And then two cans. Two cans. Duh. Any two I was, cans. I was waiting for it. I was like, if she doesn't say two cans, <laughs> I was she's saving off them. the podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, two cans are one of my top favorite animals. Um, I love all two cans. Time. They really um, are. I love them. Have you seen a toucan tongue? Oh my gosh, they're weird. They're great. Look up a toucan tongue if you haven't. Anyways. I will do that next. Oh, it looks like that next. April, it looks like a brush. It's oh weird. my gosh. Anyway. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, well, I am so excited for you. I also want you to see a jaguar. Um, <gasps> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, listen, my dreams of seeing a big cat in the wild will maybe never be fulfilled, but I have to keep some hope alive. Um, yeah. And I think there's so many other species. Listen, ocelots. There are ocelots in Central America. Yeah, right? absolutely. There are. No, no, no. There, okay, there are. Cool, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Cool. Right. And hummingbirds. Oh my gosh. So many hummingbird species. Oh no. Yeah. I'm going to hate you. Yeah. You're going to come back with a great hummingbird. Yeah. Yeah. Experience. Totally. The, I so like excited. the ones that are called saber, saber wings. Mm-hmm. So those, those have a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm stoked. Well, I'm I'm stoked for you. Um, we will have listen, listeners. You'll hear this episode, and then the next time you hear our voices, it will be the retelling of something fabulous from Central yeah. America. Yeah, I can't believe that. That's crazy, but I'm excited. Yay. It's going to be over before I know it, which is sad. But no, don't it's do gonna that. Be great. Yet. I know. I don't know. Cool. Okay. Well, oh, it was so great. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Friends, go adventure. Go, go adventure. see the world, even if it's the world in your backyard. Yeah. Aww. Because, oh, until next time, we <laughs> hope that you catch them all and protect them all. Bye. <laughs> thanks for listening, and thanks to Grayson Harlow for our theme music. You can find us on Instagram at All the Critters Pod to see updates and pictures of our adventures. Each week, we'll donate a portion of our proceeds to an environmental charity. We'll put their information in the show notes. Now go catch and protect them all. Mm-hmm.